Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, Sisterhood of the Gaveling Pants. Zoe brings the case against her sister, Mara. Zoe has accused Mara of stealing her clothes. She'd like them back. Mara thinks Zoe should be more willing to share. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference. Values are like fingerprints. Nobody's are the same, but you leave them all over everything you do. Bailiff Jesse Thorne, swear them in. Zoe, Mara, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? Yes, I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he himself owns no pants, preferring instead the Samoan sarong known as Lava Lava? Yes. Yes. Very well. Judge Hodgman, <laughs> nice Lava Lava today, by the way. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. It's um, green. Mm-hmm. A great Lava. <laughs> one of the classic Lava Lava colors. Yeah. It's Kelly green. It's a little preppy, I realize. But it's what we wear in New England. I understand. I think the embroidered whales are a bit much. <laughs> At least I'm not wearing Nantucket red lava lava, which is truly <laughs> over the top. Uh, Zoe and Mara, you may be seated for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors. Can either of you guess uh, the origin of the quote? The cultural reference this week is a quote, and I sure quoted it. Who said those words? I'll say them again because it was short. Values are like fingerprints. Nobody's are the same, but you leave them all over everything you do. Uh, let's see. Zoe, you, uh, you have brought this case against your sister, Mara, so you're going to have to guess first on this one. Hmm. I want to say I feel like it's some president, maybe. Maybe JFK? No? Uh, JFK? <laughs> well, I, I heard JFK, three famous initials. I'll yep. put them into the guess book. Now, Mara, you have to guess something else. Uh, well, the same thing, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess just for a difference, I'll say, I don't know. Uh, you want to hear it again? <laughs> I'll say JFK, too. I really don't know. Zoe's a smart one. JFK <laughs> the second. Sure, JFK John F. Kennedy Jr. is actually how we refer to him, not JFK, too. Okay, Junior. Uh, I shall put it in and let me tabulate here and put it through the guest computer. Beep, boop, bop. Oh, all guesses are wrong. The answer is Elvis Presley. Oh. You know, Elvis Presley said some things. <laughs> and why did I go to Elvis Presley? Because this case involves stealing clothes and a dog named JFK Jr. No. <laughs> Elvis. Is that, am I wrong on that? No, that's correct. No, you're right. All right. Who is speaking now? Who's, who just said? I, they both did it, Judge Hodgman. <laughs> yeah, I know. We right. both answered. But yes, you are correct. This is Zoe. <laughs> so Zoe, you bring the case against Mara. She is stealing your clothes. What's happening? Yeah. So basically since I left um, the homestead or the home to mm -hmm. go to college, mm -hmm. she has been taking Whenever I leave, she has been taking a piece of my clothing. Is it a homestead? <laughs> no. Is she, it's a is, house. <laughs> is she stealing the bonnets that you would wear when you would play with your corn husk doll on the prairie? 
basically. <laughs> Zoe, where'd you leave? Where's home? Home is in San Francisco, California. Yeah. San Francisco in California. Oh boy. <laughs> and you left the farm to go to the big city. Uh, which is where? Um, I went to Emory in Atlanta for college. Mm-hmm. And now you are? Now I live in New York and attend grad school at Columbia in public health. In public health. All right. Yes. And what has Mara been doing since you left? She goes and raids your closet. She takes the clothes you left behind. What's happening? So what she's been do- doing recently is that she goes into my almost fully packed suitcase when I'm about to leave and takes a piece of clothing or a couple, whatever she wants, and then keeps them basically um, either when she was living at home um, in San Francisco, when she was in high school, and I was, I'm two and a half years older than her, so mm-hmm. um, that was for about two years before she left for college, and then now, whenever I leave, she takes those cloth- that clothing back down to L.A. with her when she goes back to college. Mara, you're a mischievous sprite. What are you doing, stealing one piece of clothing from her luggage before she goes back to graduate school? It sounds like you're trying to, not borrowing clothing so much as gathering a personal item to cast a spell. (laughs) Well, okay, so she leaves her bag open on the ground, just kind of like with her clothes strewn everywhere. And for like that week that she's home, I just like kind of like check out what she brought back. And then if it's you're saying you're saying because it's on the ground, you're saying that the way those clothes were dressed, they were asking for it. Kind of. I mean, she doesn't mm-hmm. seem to care if it's on the ground, I don't think. Uh, specifically if they're sprune? <laughs> yes, exactly. If they're not in a pile, like, neatly folded on the ground, I don't, I don't think that she necessarily has, like, much... I mean, she obviously likes them, but I don't think she, like, is, like, super... Like, she values them so much that she wouldn't mind if I borrowed them. If she valued them, she wouldn't sprune them. <laughs> exactly. And then also, I think sometimes what happens is, like, I, I borrow something... And it ends uh-huh. up looking really good. I'm like, oh, this is a really cute outfit. And I'm like, oh, I can imagine wearing this with other things. And then I'm like, oh, I should take this down to L.A. with me so I can actually wear it to school. What kind of items? What, give, give me a representative item of something that, that you've accused, Zoe, that you've accused Mara of, of taking from you that she perhaps still has. Um, well, I actually just saw her this past weekend, and she gave me back a sweater she had had since January that was a blue, like sky blue sweater that she'd taken from my suitcase that I'd recently just bought with my own money. Um, so that was a particular... Uh, yeah, but Zoe, uh, it was on the ground. Exactly. Yeah, but on, on the ground, she means that my suitcase is open, zipped open, and then and they're sitting in my suitcase on the ground. If I'm only home for about a week or so, then there's no point in me sort of putting all of my clothing in my dresser, you know? Zoe, so that's what she means by on the ground. If you don't have the self-dignity... To invest in a luggage rack to get that thing off the ground, then you don't deserve to have any clothes. Thus spake Mara, apparently. <laughs> Mara, why'd you take this blue sweater? What is it, blue sweater? Yeah, yeah. it's a sky blue sweater. It, it was really cute, and I thought, I was like, oh, I don't have a sweater like this. I don't, I've never seen my sister wear it, so I was like, maybe she doesn't even really like it. And... She leaves her bag open and she, I mean, sometimes she has clothes that are like in her bag or off her bag. And it's just like, if it's really cute, I figure like, it's not like I'm never going to give it back to her. It's just kind of like I'm borrowing it for a few weeks. And, you know, I gave it back to her this weekend. Eventually. Yeah. Did you tell her you were borrowing it? No. No, I told her once I had it. (laughs) (laughs) I have your sweater. (laughs) I see. 
Uh, so, so once you had the sweater in your power, in a different part of the state, once you crossed county lines, there was nothing she could do. Exactly. <laughs> How long has this been going on, Mara? How old are you now? I'm 20 years old. All right. So you're in college? Yeah, I'm in college at USC. Oh, okay. And, and, but this goes back, it sounds like, to high school, right? I mean, this is high school stuff, right? Yeah. And, I mean, okay, in all honesty, my parents, like, always, like, we always shared hand-me-downs. Like, my sister would hand-me-down clothes when I was a kid, and then I would hand-me-down clothes to my cousin Naomi. And so it was just, like, we always had, like, a sharing mentality of clothing where, like, you know, one person doesn't want anything anymore. I can have it. Stuff like that. And the same thing was with my mom. Like, my mom will get rid of clothes, and I might like them, and then I'll keep them and stuff like that. Yeah, well, but you understand you said the words get rid of. <laughs> when you say your mom gets rid of clothes, does that mean she hangs them up in her closet to wear later? <laughs> no, it means... Does that indicate an intent to get rid of? Does your mom also spruin her clothes? No, she doesn't. Thus indicating that they're available for <laughs> secret theft? <laughs> no, she hangs her clothes up. She actually has a closet for her clothes. Um, but like, well, okay. So an example, I was home last week, two weeks ago for spring break uh-huh. and I went uh-huh. into like our armoire, which had like my mom's, like our downstairs armoire, which has all our jackets inside. And I saw a jean jacket like that. I haven't seen my mom wear in years. And I was like, Oh, does she still want this? And I asked her and she gave it to me. But oh, you asked, but you asked her in that case. Yeah. Well, cause I figure it's her money that she bought it. So I don't want to take something that she bought for herself. But, 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 <laughs> So let me just make sure I understand. Zoe's clothes are fair game because they're sprung on the ground and or they were purchased without her own money and or she is the lone person in this family uh, who has a sense of property rights and therefore, as the outsider, (laughs) deserves to be punished. I guess, yes. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, Blue sweater, once you had it in your power... Then what happened? Zoe, this is the incident that sparked this case. Is that not so? This is the incident. So when Mara had the sweater in her as her hostage. Yes. And you wanted it back. What happened? So she she left for to go back to school during winter break a week earlier than me. And I hadn't realized that she took the blue sweater. So I texted Mm -hmm. her once I realized and was packing up my belongings to go back to New York that the sweater was missing. So I assumed that it was Mara. So I texted her. And she said, had the motive. She had the opportunity. Yes. So I called her and said, where's my blue sweater? Did you take it? And she said, yes. But the only way you're going to get it back is if you take 40 different photos of our dog Elvis for her to post on the Instagram that she has for our dog. And now we come to the question of values. The great sage Elvis said you express your values in everything you touch, including lifting a blue sweater, which I shall refer to as Bluey from now on, <laughs> and treating it as a hostage and uh, extorting from your older sister, Mara, the promise of taking 40 individual pictures of Elvis the dog. A lot needs to be clarified here. First, though, I'm going to go look at the evidence you submitted to me, specifically of uh, Elvis. I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, Zoe and Mara. Yes. If Elvis isn't a cute dog, not only am I throwing you both out of my courtroom, I'm canceling this podcast. (laughs) Jesse, that's what we call a tease. No, that's not a tease, is it? That's a a cliffhanger. Yeah, let's go to commercial real quick. (laughs) When we come back, 
will his dog be cute or <laughs> will your favorite podcast after my brother my brother and me and the flop house be canceled forever You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad. And I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, Imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Welcome back to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. All right, you guys. You know that I am not a dog owner. I previously yes. owned cats and rodents. Mm. That doesn't mean I don't know what a cute dog looks like. And Elvis is cute. Is a cute dog. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's a cute dog. Yeah, this is these are uh, screen captures um, from Zoe's phone. 
who is taking pictures of Elvis, multiple, multiple pictures, and sending them to you, Mara, in desperation, hoping that this will secure the safety of Bluey. And uh, why why do you want all these pictures of Elvis, Mara? I mean, he's a cute dog, but 40 is a large number. Well, okay, so I go to school in L.A. I used to Mm -hmm. live at home with Elvis. He's 15 and a half, so he's getting really old. He's pretty old for her, what kind of dog he is. What Um, kind of dog is he? Cute, I know that. He's a puppy. (laughs) Yes, he's a puppy in my heart. He's a Belgian Tiveran, so he's like a medium-sized dog. Like Belgian sheepdogs are supposed to live to like 14, 15, so he's doing really well. But mm-hmm. I thought you, I thought you meant he's about to go. No, no, no. He's doing really, really well. He's happy, and um, he's I got just a little like, gray in his muzzle, and he's got a little lion-like ruff around his cute face. Exactly. Um, he's aged well, but um, I think when I was just gone, like I wanted to keep the Instagram going because I just wait, like, wait. What, what's the Instagram? It's uh, Elvis the classy dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you have a you so you it's not that you wanted to just enjoy pictures of Elvis. You have an Instagram going for Elvis. Yes, and I want to keep it alive. Slash, he would, we had just started over winter break. He got like eighty six followers within like a few weeks. I was hoping I could get it more. Like that felt like amazing to me. So I wanted uh-huh. to keep on posting regularly, but I'm not home to take photos of him all the time. And my mom works most of the day, so it's hard for her to take photos of him. So I was like, Zoe can make me, like, get me 40 photos, which I can store as a bank of photos. I can just. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you were just trying to bank cute photos of Elvis for you to roll out on this Instagram feed that you attribute to Elvis, but is, in fact, you have started this Instagram. It's not that Elvis has 86 followers. No. You have have 86. He's not using his paws to post those photos. He doesn't even know what Instagram is. (laughs) He doesn't know that he's got a soul to steal from with a camera. Maybe I got those prepositions wrong, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be popular on Instagram, and you will use Elvis and your sister's sweater to get what you need. Followers. But for Elvis. Elvis. the classy. Elvis the classy dude. Yes. In what ways would you say Elvis benefits from having more Instagram followers? <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I think one thing is that me and my family, we've always, like, personified our dog. As in, like, we imagine him being, like, the James Bond of dogs. Sure. And so I, me and my dad just have this ideal where Elvis is, like, a famous, classy dog who has a bunch of followers who look up to him. And I think uh-huh. this Instagram... So it's you and your of, dad. Yeah, we bond on this. Well, like, we talk about Elvis a lot. and so, Stand by. <laughs> I want to look up this Instagram. Because you're getting a big plug on my podcast. This is probably why this is your this long con. You've been stealing clothes for years to get onto this podcast, and now it's happening. <laughs> so enjoy it, Elvis, the classy dude. But like, with, is it all it's Elvis underscore classy, classy? Thank you, dude. Yeah, Elvis, it's a bunch of the. Well, it's Elvis underscore the underscore classy underscore dude. Oh my! God. <laughs> Was. Uh... Elvis underscore underscore the underscore underscore classy underscore underscore dude taken. <laughs> I think I'm just used to using underscores from high school <laughs> to name things. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like naming okay. documents on your computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, 
this better be a good Instagram account to justify three underscores. <laughs> I All think right. it's good. Let's take a look here. Uh-huh. Oh, look at this. Here's Elvis playing. Yeah, he's very classy. Here's Elvis uh, smoking a cigarette in a long cigarette holder. Here's Elvis playing Baccarat <laughs> in Monte Carlo. Here's, <laughs> here's Elvis in an Aston Martin. He truly is the James Bond <laughs> of dogs. And also, but Elvis looks like maybe he has a vision impairment in one eye. A little cloudy yeah, eye. He yes. Cataracts. He has cataracts. Oh, makes him look he's tough. He's pretty deaf now, too. But he's oh. still lovable. Yeah, and on the plus side, got him his weed card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's got 71. He is, he, you have 71 followers on behalf of Elvis the Classy Dude. And that's a downtick? You were sensing a downtick, so you got desperate, so you held a sweater hostage? Is that accurate? Well, so I got an 86 followers over winter break. I have my own Instagram, and I know that like you lose followers when you don't post things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And especially like with dogs because people only follow dogs when they're posting regularly because who else is going to follow a dog anyway any, for any other reason? Right. And so I wanted to keep his followers. I wanted to keep on building him because through this, we found like a bunch of other Tavarans, which is not a very common breed. And so I just wanted to keep like, you know, everyone seeing photos of him. And I think the bank was just like kind of an idea. Like whenever I'm not at home, I have photos to post and I don't have to worry about, you know, texting my mom for a photo because yeah, no, she never under- really has I, time. Yeah, I understand your thinking. You got desperate, you took a sweater hostage, and you came up with a arbitrary number of 40. Yeah. And you said they can't be sequences. It's, I'm looking now at your text exchange. <laughs> your demands increase. Your, here's your sister taking pictures of Elvis uh, while her plane is warming up on the tarmac to bring her back to graduate school. She's going to take 40 <laughs> pictures of the dog, and you're like, oh, by the way, don't make them one after the other. Get them in poses. I want them in poses. She wants non-sequential <laughs> bills here. And a plane to Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) And meanwhile, here's the text exchange. Mara, they can't be sequences. Zoe, this isn't a sequence. Mara, I know. I'm just saying for the next 38. (laughs) Zoe, look at what I just posted about Kamala Harris. (laughs) Begging for you, Mara, to recognize that she is a well-rounded human being who's more than just your dog picture taking sweater providing machine. Go like it, she says thirstily. Please, with seven Zs. <laughs> this is a dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> Zoe, has Mara always manipulated you in this way? Little sister to big sister? Has she always been a, a puckish, mischievous, poke a stick at you sprite? She always has been um, what? pretty... <laughs> I'll allow it. When we'd be fighting, she would often blame me for starting the fight when it would often be her. Um, what? There's also I will have silence. There's also some previous evidence of her um, sort of borrowing things that are not hers. When she was in preschool, my mom used to find pairs of scissors she would bring home from preschool in her lunchboxes, and then my mom would collect them all and then bring them back to the preschool at the end of the sort of season. Well, I can't unseal her juvenile record. <laughs> but since it's now in open court, Mara, do you deny that you would steal... Scissors, both righty and lefty scissors from preschool and hoard them. I do not deny that. I my parents used to give me yogurts and I the only way I could open them was with scissors and then I Oh yeah, gogurts that you have to Yeah, yeah. those like gogurt pack things. Oh look, I already let you get your Instagram out there and now you're Sorry. now you're Sorry. now you're doing some sponsored content for gogurt. <laughs> so I I would take the scissors in my lunchbox to cut them and then I brax and brought them home. My mom would just collect them because 
it was such a hassle to bring them back every time. Yes, yes, we know. And she would return them <laughs> seasonally. We heard the story. When you look around the physical world that surrounds you, Mara, mm -hmm. do you believe that everything is yours for the taking? No, I don't believe Does it ever occur to you to not take something? Yes. I don't I don't take anything of my friends or my like someone who I oh, like. Your sister is not your friend? <laughs> no, I mean, your words, your words, madam. It's a different kind of relationship. I would never take something of like a friend who isn't a sister or like I, I only take my sister's and my mother's clothing. And I don't and I just because like we have a relationship where like we joke and, you know, I don't think she'd actually ever be mad at me. And I figure like it's mom's money. So she's buying it for us because like. You know, it's like the same thing. It's yeah, like, but then you run into the issue and it's my own money that I'm spending on it. Don't steal from your sister and don't steal from your mom. Just because it's mom's money doesn't mean it's yours. And anyway, it's not mom's money. But Zoe, <laughs> I'm looking at some evidence that Mara submitted here. Mm -hmm. These photos were taken this previous week of my sister's mm -hmm. room showing how messy she leaves it and depicting how much clothing she has that she just throws around her room. And does not seem to have much care for. Her. And they also show that she does not seem to care about the clothes she does leave behind. And I have a photo here. And all of these will be available, of course, on the Judge John Hodgman page at the MaximumFun.org website. And there's a lot of spruning going on. <laughs> clothes are spruning all over the place. There are piles. I mean, I got to say, you've heard how hard the court has uh, been coming down on your sis. And I know you seem to feel no sibling desire to protect her. <laughs> you're just letting me tear into her not saying no oh, no that's too much she's just a child you're like yeah go go judge john hodgman <laughs> but zoe this room is a mess <laughs> do you deny I'd like to... did i don't did the... deny it all right you're not accusing mara of staging this this dresser with not only open drawers but <clears throat> drawers opened different amounts One's closed in the middle. One's open a little bit. Another one's open a lot. And then you got literally clothes hanging out of the drawers. You know this court is cuckoo crazy for Kondo. Mari Kondo, the everyday magic of not leaving junk hanging out of your drawers and living in utter chaos all the time. How did you think I was going to feel when I saw this? What are you doing? I would like to enter... Um, or at least say for the record that my mother staged that photo of the drawers out. Um, and she told me that this past weekend that <laughs> she staged that and pulled out my drawers and then took a picture of it. I will take. She staged it? <laughs> yes. Why would she do this? <laughs> the property brothers were coming over. <laughs> I will take credit for the closet. I know my closet is a mess. Um, credit is not but... the word you want. Blame. <laughs> Your closet is a mess. Yes. But you're saying mom came in. Yes. And opened up those drawers. And her motive was to make you look bad and to make Mara look good. Yes. Did mom always like her best? <laughs> is mom no. and Mara teaming up all, uh, against you? So, sounds like mom, I think mom is staging messes and dad wants more Instagram photos. And Mara... <laughs> And Mara's got them wrapped around her finger. Are you the odd person out in your family? 
I think they realize that Mara has a weaker case than I do. So they were trying to give her a little a little boost. <laughs> Is that something that they would typically do? Um, I think I mean I think they usually try to keep it fair between us. Um, I mean one thing my mom definitely asked Mara to return my clothing a lot. So she tries to mediate, but Yes. You understand that she is interfering in the due process of fake internet justice. She is. Mara, do you dispute that your mom has dirty fingers in this case? That she is this is fruit of the poison tree now, all of your evidence. As far as I know, there is no Elvis the dog. That's just a, your mom in a dog suit, for all I know at this point. <laughs> no, I mean, she didn't tell me that she was doing this. It wasn't until I, it wasn't. I think Zoe talked to her about it because I just told Zoe, I was like, I have some good evidence against you. And my sister was like, where did you get the evidence from? And then I was like, oh, mom, send me pictures of your room. And she probably talked to my mom about it. But I just had texted my mom saying, can you take pictures of Zoe's room for me? Wait a minute. You are younger sistering it so hard that you're going to say that it's Zoe's fault <laughs> that your mom faked evidence on your behalf. <laughs> Maybe. Is it my fault? Did I do this somehow? No. Do you take responsibility for anything, Mara? <laughs> I do. I literally just texted my mom asking for photos of Zoe's room. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't say make it look messy. She just intuited that's what you wanted. I think she just. I was like, I need it for you know. I, I just texted her, and I think she just knew. But how that did I was you gonna... learn? How did you learn that she had made it messy? Well, you Zoe, didn't learn it just now. Zoe told me, and I I still wanted to use the photos. Do you guys have any, you have any other siblings, or is it just the two of you? Just the two of us. But our brothers are. Our, I mean, our dog is our brother. <laughs> just the two of us, except for our brothers. Our... Elvis is your brother. Yes. Oh. So if you were to, Mara, I want you to be honest. Okay. What's everybody's rep in this family? <laughs> like, how would you, like, you're the sister who, blah. And oh. Zoe is the sister who, blah. And where blah is your own words and not, please don't say blah. Because I don't, <laughs> that would not be good podcasting and we're not, we're not vampires here. This isn't some Dracula show. Yeah. Um, in fact, I hate Draculas. Well, Jesse, they don't give us much choice. They want to suck our blood. <laughs> I know. I've heard them say it. Yeah. Never trust really? a never trust a Dracula. It's like the first thing you should yeah. teach your children. <laughs> never trust a Dracula or Mara's mom. That's the sec- <laughs> those, that's the second lesson. Oh, I guess I guess also technically Zoe's mom, though she doesn't act like it all the time. <laughs> all right, Mara. So you're the sis- Zoe's the sister who is she the goody goody? Is she the brain? She's the is brain. She, She's is the she brain. the no fun? No, she's she has fun, but she's the brain. She's uh-huh. very smart. Um, and and you? I'm I'm the stealer in the family. I just take admit it. You're like that monkey from Dora the Explorer. Yeah, swiper, no swipe. You are. Yeah, you're. That's swiper. a fox. Yeah, that's a fox. <laughs> Boots is the monkey. Oh, sorry. If you were a parent in a certain period of time, there's no way that that. Trauma did not imprint itself on your brain forever. <laughs> no, my brain is full of dino trucks related trauma. Yeah, that's you're a different generation of parents than me. So you you're the self admitted swiper, no swiping. Got it. Yeah, well, it's like not stealing stuff. Like I borrow, like I'll be wearing my mom's jacket, and my mom will be like, "Is that my jacket?" And I'll be like, "Yeah," and then I will give it back to her. So I just have like this. They just know me as like the person who borrows their clothes. 
Mm -hmm. And what would you have me order if I were to find in your favor? Because my, my mind is very open, actually. I've, I've just been bullying you for fun. You're the, <laughs> she's the brain. You're the swiper. I'm the bully. Um, I guess that anything that she leaves behind from college is just mine to borrow. I will give it back to her, but like not to get so mad at me when I borrow something um, or, you know, just to realize like I'm going to give it back to her. And if she really wants something back, I would give it back. Like she just has to tell me like in all honesty, I want this back, not be like jokingly like, oh, I want this back. So if I were to rephrase that, what you would like me to order, Zoe, is to just shut up about it already. Yes. <laughs> Come on. All right. And also Fair. to establish a hierarchy of wanting it back. Yes. Like either she wants it, sort of, or she really wants it back. Zoe, you would like me to take a harder line with regard to your clothing? Yes. I would like her to ask me whenever she borrows something and to have sort of a limit of time that she can have something and then I would also like to set up some sort of ceremony where we go through her closet and I take back anything that's mine that she's taken from me uh -huh. um, <laughs> basically those would be my my three criteria and also you do some ayahuasca <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, obviously this has to be done in the nude just to create a baseline of clothing yeah and you're going to have to bring in a hand drummer. In this ceremony, it's called the becloaking. In this ceremony, <laughs> we take the sacred medicine and acknowledge that we are born nude and will die with our clothes having rotted away from us. And so we'll die nude eventually. And all clothing exists in all planes of existence. And every piece of clothing is owned by you, me, Jesse, mom, dad, Elvis, in all perpetual states, and then slowly, one by one, you will lay claim to the clothing that is yours in this plane of existence for this moment in time on Earth. Is that the ritual you want? Exactly. Because I am ready to order that. <laughs> That's the ideal. Why do you need to have a ritual? Why don't you just go in and take your stuff back? You're the big sister. Why are you letting her walk all over you? Because I don't want to get, um, I don't want to do the same thing back to her that she does to me. Mara, listen to this nerd. <laughs> right? Am I right? Classic older sister. I don't want to stoop to your level kind of nerd. I got it. As soon as I do that, then I'm no better than her. Exactly. Are you afraid of confronting your sister? I'm not afraid. Um, it just becomes a logistical issue because I'm not going to go down to L.A. and go to her closet, you know? So I would agree to she drives up to go home for summer and winter break that she fills her car with all the clothing she's taken from me and then we have some sort of giving back ceremony at home oh so this will be a one-time reset yes mara if i do order in zoe's favor is there anything that you are dreading returning something you really hope to hang on to of zoe's yes there's this like black skirt i have that i've had of hers since my junior year of high school that I don't mm -hmm. think she would even wear it anymore if she had it. Um, I think Zoe knows which skirt it is. Um, she's an Instagram photo of me wearing it. Anyway, I love that skirt, and I wear it a lot. So I Was like that evidence submitted to this court? I think so. It was. All right, I'm going to take a look at this black skirt. It's very simple. There's several, there are several photos here, all <laughs> captioned by Zoe. Photo one, that blue and white striped tank top is mine. Photo two, that skirt <laughs> is mine. That's the pink dolphin one, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We'll let the listeners uh, figure out what that means themselves <laughs> when they go to the MaximumFun.org <laughs> and the Judge John Hodgman page to see the pink dolphin photo. That skirt she is wearing is mine. The shirt she is wearing is mine. And so which skirt is this? the one that you're wearing outside or? Yes, outside. I'm sitting. Okay. That's the one you want to keep, most yes, of all. preferably. All right. all right. And how long have you had that one? Since junior year of high school. So that's quite a while. <laughs> yeah. She hasn't asked for it back. Zoe, do you want that skirt back? Um, I would like it back. Um, oh. I would think about whether I actually would wear it again. And if I don't wear it again, then I would be willing to give it back to Mara. But you you can't say for sure. You haven't had it for at least, what what year are you in in college, Mara? I'm a sophomore. So, you know, going on four years, you haven't seen this thing. Yes. And you need to have it in your hand to determine whether or not you still want this skirt you haven't worn for four years? Yeah, because I don't even remember what it fits like or what it looks like on me. Um, so it would be nice to try it on again and make sure that I don't, that I would want it again. Is that the item you want back the most? No. Um, what, she oh, actually, not even that. What is the item no. you want back the most? I actually saw it in her clo- uh, suitcase this past weekend when I was down visiting um, her in L.A. And it's a blue and like navy blue skirt with white small flowers on it. Um that I bought myself that I would really like back. Why didn't you just take it back? <laughs> because I don't want to do the same thing that she does to me. Even though it's mine, I feel as if that it's similar similar behavior for me just to take it back from her. In all fairness, I kind of hid it, too, in my bag as soon as she saw it. <laughs> and she called me out. I was like, okay, I'm going to hide this now. But she still had, it was there. She saw it. Yes. I mean, I appreciate your standing up and doing the right thing and pointing out that once you got caught, you tried to hide the evidence in order to hold it for longer. But Zoe, you still had you had that chance to reclaim your props. I did. I think I've heard everything that I need to. Uh, I'm going to go into my walk-in armoire, which has a secret door to another world in the back of it. I'm going to make some snow angels in Narnia while I think this over. I'll be back in a moment uh, with my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Mary, you've been extensively bullied by the judge. How are you feeling right now? Okay. I, I, mean, I have a feeling I won't, won't be one in my favor, but I guess there's worse things. I did this partly for Elvis. Oh, did you? Because <laughs> well, he's going to be excited and directly benefit from the new Instagram followers. Or just the fact that um, hopefully now Zoe will send me photos anyway. Did you consult at all on your case with my wife's younger sister, Fran? <laughs> no. Oh. You might have learned something from the time that Fran borrowed my wife's running shoes, returned them caked in mud without saying anything, <laughs> then got mad when my wife was disappointed. <laughs> um, Zoe, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I feel like I said it all I need to say um, and that... The judge fully understood the case. Um, and I don't think Mara maliciously takes my clothing. I think it's more that she doesn't have any expectation of me actually reprimanding her about it so that she feels more willing to have a little sticky hand in my closet. Can we work on this ceremony you're planning together? <laughs> I've already in my head added a candle lighting element and, and hand drums. 
Andrew. This is all at our house in San Francisco, Zoe. Yeah, I was thinking a little flute too, like a you know the flutes they have that are like accompany the yeah, uh, like a pan flute, like a blow across yes, the top. Yes, pan flute. Yeah, it, that is a good idea, and we're gonna need some ecstatic yeah. dance. <laughs> well, we'll see what Judge John Hodgman has to say about all this when we come back in just a second. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. You may be seated. You know, sometimes the best way to help people understand the wisdom of my rulings is to tell a little story. And if I've alluded to this story before on the podcast uh, and forgotten, I apologize. It's a story that's very meaningful to me, and I, I tell it quite a bit. One time we did a live Judge John Hodgman show in San Francisco, where you were from, and uh, it was at Sketchfest, as we do uh, every January. Um, and after the show, uh, there was a party, and there was a party at uh, Adam Savage's workshop, Adam Savage of the Mythbusters, a, a friend of the show uh, and a friend of the earth and the people of earth. Uh, and we all went over to his nerd cave to hang around uh, all of his uh, prop replicas that he's been making of Blade Runner pistols and Captain Kirk chairs and full-size Admiral Ackbars and stuff and have a relaxing uh, 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 beer. Uh, guess what? It was all guys. What a surprise. There was one woman there, though, and she had with her a beautiful, fluffy corgi dog. And I like a corgi. And everyone was gathered around this corgi. And the corgi's owner, this woman. And I said to somebody, who is that woman? And the other guest of the party says, no one knows. She's just here with the dog. Like, what do you mean? That dog was invited to this party. It is a celebrity dog (laughs) of Instagram. (laughs) That is Chompers the Corgi. And I said, oh, I'm a real live human with self-awareness and the ability to speak English. And I've been on television and you're saying that this dog is more famous than me. And the, the gentleman of the party said, yes. And so I went and sure enough, Chompers the Corgi 
three times as many followers as me, John Hodgman, star of Pitch Perfect 2 on Instagram. <laughs> this Mara is a famous dog on Instagram. This is what Elvis only dreams of. And the moral of the story is Instagram.com slash Chompers the Corgi. No underscores. <laughs> On to the next crime. Once there was an older sister visiting her younger sister who held in her heart grievance because her younger sister, even though they're close in age, the younger sister was the perfect millennial. She lived in a completely property fluid universe where labels such as mine or yours are meaningless and whose appreciation that other human beings deserve courtesy and respect was thrown out the window in service of taking what she wants, wondering why everyone has such a, a hard time about it and then uses it all in service of trying to make a dog famous on Instagram. This is the definition as far as I can tell of millennial behavior <laughs> and poor older sister, who's only a couple years older was cursed with rather tragic and outmoded, dare I say, generation X ideals, <laughs> a sense of uh, right and wrong and wounded pride uh, that nothing is going their way. And it's all due to forces beyond uh, their control, the darn boomers. And yet they are so smug in their sanctimony that they will not stoop to the level of others because they, uh, they don't want to be emotional bankrupt sellouts as their moms and dads and now this next generation coming up underneath them. Oh, and did I point out that the millennial in this fable also is so comfortable with sponsored content that they took over a celebrated podcast to buzz market a dog? And then she went to visit this younger sister. This is one of the Grimm's fairy tales, by the way. <laughs> and she saw one of the pieces of clothing that she wanted back that had been taken from her. And she reached out her hand and she paused and she said, no. <laughs> the right thing to do is to appeal to a, a similar generation Xer. He will understand. Maybe someone on the grayer side of generation X to be sure. But we'll take this to a podcast and make a whole big joke out of it. Irony. You're a 90s baby at heart, older sister. And I say that you failed yourself and your generation by not taking back what was yours. What Mara is doing is unacceptable by any measure of conscience, uh, etiquette, Internet law and the real laws of men and women on this earth. She's stealing. And she is using all kinds of goofy justifications. Basically, it amount to, I telepathically sensed you didn't want that piece of clothing. I knew I wanted it. And it's all mom's money anyway. And nothing, and nothing matters and everything is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's wrong. But what's going on is that she's acting like a teenager, which she was until about two seconds ago. Wholly, emotionally, sociopathically appropriately for a teenage younger sister. And you need to defend yourself. You don't need me 
to solve this problem. You need to take back what's yours, Zoe. Because a time will come when Mara puts aside childish things, including all the clothes that she stole from you. You know what? Maybe that time won't come. Maybe maybe she'll be the the perfect millennial. She'll be a 20-year-old brain forever. But it might be a time when she matures and realizes, I'm not a teenager anymore. I got to respect other human beings and not use my sister as a Salvation Army store for my own amusement. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be sad when those days are gone. When she's not looking to steal stuff from you. Because it is, in her own sick way, an expression of affection for you. But for now, I cannot find in Zoe's favor. Because Mara is leaving this stuff around for Zoe to correct on her own. This is between the sisters, Kay. It's a Godfather reference. I bet Zoe gets it, and I'm sure Mara goes, is that a movie or something? We actually just watched Godfather 2 on Saturday. I'm in the cinema school, so I have to watch stuff like that. You're in cinema school. (laughs) Perfect. The fact is, Zoe, I think that you need to exert some big sisterdom here and express love back to her the way she is expressing love to you by stealing this stuff back. Do I want there to be a ritual where through a, a haze of hallucinogens, you redistribute this property? Of course I want that to happen. But this court not only has a commitment to being fair, but it also has a commitment to being occasionally surprising and counterintuitive just because everything is hilarious. Sometimes I like being a millennial too. Who's right? Who's wrong? Why do we have to decide? Can it be both? In this case, yes. I order Zoe to not be more open-minded about ownership, which is what Mara wants me to order. Oh, I order Zoe to go in there and take back what's yours. Go visit your sister. You bring a big bag. Take it. Go through all her stuff. That's the ritual. I think it would be fun for you guys to hang out a little bit too, but I also (laughs) authorize you to do all of this in silence. And then just spend the afternoon there taken back and then going away. Zoe, protect yourself against this emotional predator. (laughs) Mara, I find in your favor that I order you, you know, listen to my story about underscores and millennials. (laughs) I think if you go through it, you might find some lessons that are applicable to your life. But in the meantime, I find in favor of Mara. The clothes stealing must be answered by sibling justice. Not this man's court. This is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Zoe, was that the decision you were expecting? Um, not exactly, but I'm not <laughs> opposed to it. Um, I think that I like the idea of going back and being a little bit more forceful with taking my clothing back. Um, yeah, I'm sad about that there won't be a ceremony, but that's okay. We can do it in silence. Are you interested in maybe rounding up a posse to help? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm done taping in about 10 minutes. I think it would be fun. 
Um, Mara, how are you feeling? Really good. I'm happy I don't have to give those clothes back because I can wear them still. <laughs> so I'm happy. And um, I don't think Zoe will be coming to L.A. for a while, so I'm not that worried. <laughs> By the time Zoe gets back, will you, will you have hidden them? Probably. They buried them in a backyard in a trunk? <laughs> exactly. I, I know places in my room that she does not know, so I can find those places. <laughs> you understand that I'm giving Zoe the right to ransack your room. <laughs> okay. I guess that's, I mean, I'm not happy about that part, but I'm happy that I get to wear them until she's going to ransack my room, which is not going to be for a while. Your whole room is going to be strewn. <laughs> Strone? <laughs> Strone. I don't remember what the word was. Zoe, I've been reading this uh, series of uh, books about a robber named Parker, and every time he goes and ransacks a house, he always sticks a knife into the bag of flour to make sure there aren't any diamonds hidden in there. So that's a, just a tip for you. <laughs> I'll make sure to go in Mary's room and stab all of her bags of flour. <laughs> yeah, all her paper sacks of flour. I don't know what these... Oh, look, I don't know what college kids are into these days. <laughs> Well, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. In a moment, swift justice. But first, thanks to Mike Frost for naming this week's episode Sisterhood of the Gaveling Pants. If you want to name a future episode, be sure to like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Hodgman. Hashtag your Judge John Hodgman tweets. Hashtag JJHO. We love to read about what you think about the show. And you can check out the Maximum Fun subreddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com to discuss this week's episode. Our show was recorded by Paul Ruest at Argo Studios in New York City. Our producer, the great Jennifer Marmer. Now, Swift Justice, where we answer your small disputes with a quick judgment. Crystal P. wants to know from Judge John Hodgman. Can a zip-top bag ever be accurately referred to as a sack? No. And here's the reason why. You can't easily pierce it with a knife when searching for diamonds. A sack, <laughs> first of all, a Ziploc bag would be terrible for hiding diamonds in because it's clear. A sack has got to be either paper or fabric of some kind, not plastic. So ruled. Submit your cases at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO or email them to Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. As you just heard, no case is too small. We'll see you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.